0: Hello and welcome to Elevating Founders, a podcast for early stage founders to hear the stories behind the change makers and disruptors in the tech sector who are responsible for tackling the world's biggest challenges. Brought to you by London Tech Week and Founders Forum. Hello everyone, today we have a really interesting episode and guest for you, Patrick Matten, Vice President of Business Development at Calgary Economic Development. He explores the benefits of setting up a business in Calgary, educates us about the North American ecosystem and shares his advice for navigating where to grow your business and the factors to consider. The conversation also spans founder loneliness and mental health, support networks, and why we should all move on from the Silicon Valley obsession. I'm now going to hand over to Charlotte Robbins, who many of you in the Elevating Founders Network and community will know, to chat to Patrick about Calgary, technology's adventure playground. Don't forget to check the show notes for the great resources we have been collaborating with Calgary on from an infographic, a report detailing the tech hotspots in the area, and more.
1: Well, Patrick, it's really exciting to have you on here. Um, first things first, I just want to ask, how's, how's the weather in Calgary right now? Are you based there right now?
2: I am. I am. We're it's going to be a great day today. actually. I think we're sitting at about 18 Celsius and we're going up to mid-20s. It's it's a great time to be in Calgary.
1: Very nice, very nice. Well, it beats rainy London, so that's already a point scored.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I guess one of the main reasons we're talking today is about the idea of ecosystems and that sort of that founders listening grapple with which is where do i set up um why do i set up here and not there and um you know what are the pros and cons of those decisions and how significant is that decision um, at all um and i guess one of the the first things i wanted to put to you is you know when we think about the north american startup ecosystem i don't know if it's tv i don't know if it's zuckerberg but minds immediately go to silicon valley so why do you think startups are increasingly looking to places like Calgary when it comes to funding and expanding?
2: It, it's interesting. I think the, you know, the if COVID has taught us anything, that that location is is less significant than it was previously. And historically, mm-hmm. Silicon Valley with National Semiconductor onwards has been a, a major driver. But I think every major city is coming into its own. Uh, I was recently listening to a podcast from, I think it was Financial Times on ecosystems in the UK. And it was fascinating to hear about you know, what they're doing in Belfast and Birmingham and Leeds. And of course, you know, London in the, in the East side there. Um, everyone has built this ecosystem and they are seeing successful startups uh, come about. Now that it, it, it's interesting in that I guess the probability of success of your startup is a bit influenced by what your ecosystem looks like. And that was apparent. Mm. So leads and medical devices is a prime example. Um, for, for Calgary, of course, we see uh, success coming from a variety of different sectors, but there is a concentration of things like fintech and um, agritech and clean tech because our history is there and because we just have a number of spin-outs that come from that. So I don't think you can ever underplay the value of the ecosystem that you're in, but it doesn't necessarily mean you can't be a successful startup. I mean, we have those here in Calgary with robotics companies that set up. Um, so it's it's an interesting time, and I'm, I'm I'm thankful for the day that we don't keep calling things Silicon Silicon Fin
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> Silicon Roundabout Silicon North. It's it, uh, it's time we all move on.
1: Yeah, no, for sure, and I, I think it's it's interesting and also quite telling that accelerators like Y Combinator every year they're increasing the proportion of startups that are coming internationally and they're you know they've done it remote for the first time and that used to be such a thing is that you know you have to do it in Silicon Valley and now they're learning actually maybe maybe you don't and maybe you should be where your customers are or where your manufacturing is and that doesn't necessarily need to be in the same place um
2: Absolutely. No, we've seen terrific uh, accelerators and venture capitalists come in the say Endeavor, uh, which is a, an international player, is, is recently set up in Calgary. Um, they obviously recognize that there is a startup ecosystem here that's worth watching and that we're scaling up in some of our companies that are getting sizable investments. So it's terrific to see. It. And the more of those... These accelerators and incubators um, that we see coming into our community—it just continues to expand and expand on on what we see in number of startups, but also mm-hmm. how well they're financed. I mean, last year we saw hundred and sixty percent gain in during COVID in our venture capital wow. uh, allotment within the city. So it's, it's very impressive, uh, and that, for us, it's it's a terrific time that the the tech ecosystem is building rapidly here in Calgary.
1: Brilliant. And so, speaking of which, can can you give us a bit more color then? I guess in terms of some exciting startups that you've seen come through um, or some of your favorite examples, how great startup that's really going from strength to strength.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a fascinating time, as I mentioned. And and strangely enough, we have some fintech and it's certainly the social finance side of things. um, Solium was a company that I think started here in 2016, if I have my date correct. But they were helping out companies uh, with uh, their employees' uh, shares. So uh, the company would offer shares. It was all managed through their systems. They were acquired uh, in 2019 by Morgan Stanley for 1.1 billion. So Morgan Stanley now is a big part of our ecosystem. In that same genre, we have um, Benevity, which is heavily engaged in corporate, uh, corporate social responsibility, helping companies out. How do you work in that social capacity with all your employees? How do you maintain that? Another great startup here in Calgary, and actually just, I think they closed in January of 2021. They receive financing from HG Capital out of London to the tune of $1.1 billion. Um, And then we have companies on the other side with Atabotics, which is a, an XYZ axis, so a three dimensional uh, vertical warehousing solution. So, what you'd find in these major distribution centers, that's come out of nowhere and it's doing just gangbusters, raising Series B financing. And, and there's a whole plethora of these smaller ones that are growing in the cleantech sector. Um, so it's it's a lot of fun, and of course, when that ecosystem starts to build, and people are mentoring, and then reinvesting, you you start building that catalytic change in the community, and, and that's what we're really on the cusp of now. We're seeing that that real growth in the tech side,
1: mm, and it's that network effect, isn't it? You know, you're hearing some yeah. of the VCs you're referencing, you know, these aren't just VCs from Calgary. You know, Morgan Stanley, very international banks as well. So it's kind of you're you're bringing more and more corporates, and it's not just about startups coming in. I presume it's it's about just connecting world more broadly and, and just getting more investment into the in, into Calgary.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a self-feeding mechanism. So just this week, actually, and it, it's interesting. So we deal a lot with foreign direct investment as well. We've just seen uh, Emphasis, uh, a large Indian-based company who's backed by uh, Blackstone or BlackRock. I can't remember which one. Um, but they just set up their headquarters for North America here in Calgary, and they announced it on Wednesday of this week. And they're also making it their hub for uh, quantum computing. So for us, that's a, another interesting uh, mm. element to bring to the community, and that's five hundred to thousand jobs. So as your startups start to build, it just brings a whole different flavor to what people see when they look at the city. Even if they're a multinational looking at a new location, mm. it, it it creates that vibrancy.
1: And I, and I kind of want to, I guess, take take you back to that point that you made initially. You you reference working from home, um, COVID nineteen. And I wonder, have you seen an impact um, on that in terms of either, you know, that people no longer feel a need to expand or relocate, um, you know, into the Canadian ecosystem because they can reach it so easily from where they're based in the US? Or are you seeing the flip side, actually, where people want a bit of a lifestyle change or you're having people who were born and raised in Calgary thinking, I don't need to go anywhere else to to sort of build this. I can do this from here. It'd be interesting to see if you've seen any patterns or if it's just a bit too early to tell. It, it's
2: it's the million dollar question. Some of the, the statistics we've seen from Stats Canada um, demonstrate in the big cities during 2019 to 2010. You saw some exodus from the lakes of, of Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver, mm-hmm. but Calgary actually held its own and expanded during that time. So, so that was good. But, but the whole issue of remote working uh, within the uh, economic development community uh, is, is a really interesting scenario at the moment because you're our task is to create employment for our local citizens as it is for London and partners and uh, also to create revenue and taxation and to build up that standard of living. Simple as that. But it's interesting when you have people that are working remotely for companies in California or the UK, mm-hmm. uh, but you also have Calgary based companies who are looking to fill certain talent gaps, looking abroad as well. Um, I, I think that the, that location, 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 it, you can operate from anywhere in the world, but there's certainly a lot of strength from that that collision that you create when you're on the street or going somewhere. Um, you run into people. I think that's what we miss in our office those those conversations that used to seem really inane that you would run mm. into somebody, but you would immediately have a you know that that recall of a moment and then start a dialogue. And then someone else would join in, and that and that type of collision obviously doesn't happen as spontaneously when we're we're engaged in a conversation like we are now. Um, within Calgary, we have this. I, I refer to it as a as a super collider. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, you got to remember where we're at the exact same latitude as London. We're fifty one degrees north. Wow. It just happen to be a little colder during the winter. So what we've done is we've created about eleven miles of of, of glass bridges that connect buildings. And people go to meetings by walking to meetings in the winter, right? And you would run into, and when everyone was back in the office, it was like a giant campus. You would run into people from all different uh, communities. You'd run into your clients, you'd run into your suppliers. And it just created that atmosphere that, again, lent itself to development. Um, so it's yeah. give and take. I mean, the, the you know we'll have to wait and see what the world does. I, I kind of like the balance between home and, and office.
1: Yeah, for sure. No, I, I love what you say as well. I think as well, it's so much less, transactional when you're sort of walking around you feel more inclined to do favors for people because you're seeing them in person and you get that whole experience and I was even speaking to someone the other day an investor saying that finds it so much easier to remember founders when he's meeting them in person because you remember where you were sat that day which section of the room you were you know the coffee you drank you know you know the traffic on the way whatever it is all that context helps us remember things and when we're just doing back to back investor meetings, for example, yeah. on Zoom, you're sat in the same place for the same hundred founders you see, you've been sat at the same place at the same desk. So it's really hard to get that recall and, and for, for founders to really stand out. Is, it's so much harder when they're just they've got that same time slot, but they're missing all the other memory cues that an investor uses to, to think about them after the Zoom yeah. calls over.
2: That's a great point, Charlie. I mean, even our conversation, if this is being held in a, in a local pub or, yeah. or a, a restaurant, I mean, it, there's there's so many things that bring, um, I guess, bring recall and bring suggestion into a conversation when it's not, you know, one, one point of visual cue. Um, we'll, we'll see where this goes, but um, a fascinating experiment we're in right now.
1: <laughs> mm, yeah, for sure. And I, I guess as well, we're forgetting you know, you you talked earlier about manufacturing being, you know, a really big space and, and sort of those more practical things. And we sometimes forget when we think tech, we think, oh, everyone can code at home. That's it. And it's like, well, actually, you know, there's real industry. You need factories. There are, there are some things that you can't do from home that certain ecosystems are really valuable for.
2: Yeah, absolutely. When you think of what, depending on what the company does, of course, if it's in hardware versus software. There are, there are differences mm-hmm. in supply chain requirements. Um, proximity to your clients makes a big difference when you're beta and alpha testing um, your supply chain. If you are in the hardware side, that that recognition of you can go down the street and, and ask someone for a favor, for a modification, or whatever it is. That type of stuff is the more natural approach, I think. Um, and in the manufacturing mm-hmm. base, it, it it certainly lends its hand lends a hand here for
1: sure. Brilliant. So I guess if I were to put you in the shoes of some of our audience, um, many of whom are quite early stage founders, making those decisions right now, like, do I set up in the UK, and then try and expand later? Do I look at the map and decide where I want to go and try and navigate visas? You know, how would you um, advise them to make that decision process when there are so many factors to consider? Mm -hmm. There are so many sectors. What, What would be your way of going about it and i presume there's no one-size-fits-all approach
2: no no you know i I, you know at one time i was an entrepreneur and i was working back and forth between calgary and london actually and and uh, you know the first and foremost is that support network whether that's Mm. friends families and fools that support you um that's a, a lot of what it needs to to get started and as i mentioned off the top the ecosystems that are building in those communities in the uk as they are across canada really lend themselves. I mean, it, it, there is this, this um, camaraderie that's developed among any startup, whether you're creating a blue digit or a red digit, there is commonality in just being an entrepreneur, that business acumen that's required. How do I get into the export market? How are the issues on certification? Those requirements. So there, there is um, the ability to, to operate anywhere, but I think you know the probability access is defined to some extent as to how that, that community looks. For us, I'll give you an example. Um, Traditionally, we were an oil and gas centre and an agricultural centre historic relevance, Um, but part of that was geomatics. So, Calgary is to geomatics what Silicon Valley is to software design. We have so many geophysicists, geologists that understand what's below the ground and how to send sensors underground for drills and all those things. That's erupted into an industry and a talent pool that understands how to work remotely with sensing. So now we have companies like Hexagon out of Sweden who have a major autonomy and positioning uh, operation here in Calgary, 400 people, but it's predicated on our history. So when you think about that startup success, if I'm in the geomatic space, for example, if I come here, I can rely on investors to know this space, right? They know the risk profile very well. I have a talent pool that's worked this space for a long time and I have the infrastructure where I can go and test and do the, the, all those elements. So not to say that success doesn't drive at home, but there's also increasing probability when the cluster that you're in is more attuned to what you're engaged with as a company.
1: Mm, brilliant. And then in terms of that decision, in terms of scaling versus setting up, are there complications in terms of when the difference between you know being established in a country like the UK and then choosing to expand operations to Calgary versus Mm -hmm. setting up there in the first place.
2: Startups is we're we're always keen on startup and Canada in particular has done a really marvelous job on startup visas so -hmm. as as an entrepreneur we can have you registered in part of our ecosystem through our sister organization platform Calgary and they're all across Canada these startup visa programs so you can come as an entrepreneur bring your IP and you can bring as many family members as you want, or four or five executives in there, right? So, So Canada as a whole has been very aggressive on the entrepreneur side, but also on the talent side. So that gives you an idea of what you can do from the startup standpoint. But on the scaling up side, and that's where we spend a lot of our time, is on companies that have reached that threshold where they're looking internationally, and their motivation for that expansion will be for several different reasons. It can be for, you know, the the, the client base here. So there's a good revenue stream that they want to come over and support, um, right in the same time zone, same location. It may be a cost differential. Uh, they may come here, access to resources, whether it's a talent pool, raw raw material, um, that that infrastructure for manufacturing or for transport logistics. Um, and then some do it on lifestyle. And, and that's something that we promote very readily here in Calgary. Um, the mm-hmm. Economist Unit uh, Intelligence Unit put us as number five in the world for livable cities, uh, number wow. one in North America. Um, our lifestyle—it's—it's most—we we refer to it as technology's adventure playground here. <laughs> uh, we're we're one hours to the Rockies, um, so you can work during the day, be out skiing in the winter, or out enjoying a hike in the Rocky Mountains by by evening. So. There's a lot of people that come here on lifestyle as well. And and the fact that we are a city the size of roughly one one and a half million, a major airline located here as a hub, gives us a really good access to other parts of the North American continent directly through flight. So it's got a number of advantages that that have from scaling up here. So those are some of the rationale behind why people (laughs) come here.
1: Yeah, no, and I, I love the fact that the lifestyle, I think, even in the last year but and I I think again not to bring the pandemic up again but I think it is one of those things where you know we're thinking more about our well-being our life more holistically and we're thinking about the 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 idea of the life we thought we needed to leave to make a certain amount of money and do certain types of things isn't necessarily the same anymore and I think it brings me into my next point I guess a bit about I was going to ask about you know you mentioned that you know the visa you can bring around family because I think founder loneliness and founder mental health is something that we're really only in the last few years starting to be a bit more open about about how isolating that experience can be particularly if you're early stage um and and i guess that that is something that you know where you know being in a city that's a bit more friendly but more approachable can really help i wonder if you've got any additional thoughts there in terms of you know actually supporting founders a bit more pastorally as well
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the equation of of work-life balance. I mean, I I put emphasis on on life, and I'm not an entrepreneur anymore. And that's part of the (laughs) reason why I went into what I do. I get I get some balance, but what what you dictate as to what your life is, is if it's outdoor recreation versus Michelin restaurants, will also dictate where you go, right? So if you need that balance, you will associate with a place that offers that as your as your life. Um, for us, uh, we, we are certainly weighted toward the outdoor recreational side. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of support networks for that. Uh, for incoming families, uh, the education is here for sure. Uh, we have the highest percentage of postgrads of any community in Canada. Um, we rank very high on the PISA UN scale for our grades, uh, I think it's six to 12. They do very well in math and science. Um, that's all part of our evolving uh, talent pool. Um, and then you know, there's some really interesting elements. Like for for example, Alberta, the the province that that Calgary is located in, we're at 30 percent either uh, women co-founded or founded technology companies, which is twice wow. the average on Crunchbase. So you've developed these little, I shouldn't say little, it's, it's a, a sizable niche, right? There's an organization that started up here called The 51. 51% of population is female. And, and The 51 has done a masterful job of bringing uh, women entrepreneurs and investors together. Um, and, and that really is a welcoming sign for anyone who's coming from another part of the world, especially if you're a woman uh, entrepreneur, to land here and be part of that ecosystem. Um, so there's there's that technology ecosystem we talked about but there are those social ecosystems that have evolved here as well in the recreational side as well so it's mm. it, it's a nice balance here i'm, I'm nice I'm, I'm biased but i have, <laughs> uh, I, I have lived in london and, and bradford and boston and other places but I, you know it's home.
1: that's fair and, and i think i think you're right in that you know wherever it is you know we shouldn't just be thinking ecosystem we should also think community you know what's the kind of community we want to be a part of and and you know the more of yourselves you see somewhere or the more diversity and variety the more likely you are to be able to feel comfortable sort of fitting in that space and and that's how you you do get these clusters of places where you know there are more women founders because because they're comfortable and they're encouraged to be so
2: yeah absolutely I mean for for us I mean our, our our tagline is we want to be the destination for entrepreneurs who embrace technology to solve world problems um, in in agri-food for us? We're in the middle of a big agricultural part of the world uh, in health technology, in IT, social programs, CSR, um, uh, ESG. Those are all part of what we see as solving those those big world problems um, as entrepreneurs, and that's what really we try and drive for in our tagline. It, it's interesting. There's a number of examples we've had. People move into this community that had the opportunity to build Silicon Valley and 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 operate with, you know, the likes of uh, uh, Tesla on on remote vehicles or automated vehicles. Um, but you could be the, you know, the 1099th person that's actually involved in that subject matter. Or you can come here and look at automated tools that are actually engaged with crop design and ag forestry that are trying to serve serve. The public good by finding means to divert forest fires or to to ensure that crops can be organic and yield. So there's some really interesting critical thought that happens here that are trying to solve world problems. And I think that's the, the ambition here is to target and focus on those particular elements.
1: Brilliant. No, I, th- I think that's a great um, summary to almost end on before we move on to a bit of quickfire um, before oh, we okay. before we take you <laughs> home. Because uh, no, I think that was I think that was a great summary in terms of. All the themes that we've been looking at more broadly. Um, But we've got um, a couple of sort of um, quick fire questions um, to end on, if if you're ready for that and ready to be in the hot seat. Isn't the answer Um, always
2: 42? No, just check.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I hitched like this Guide to the Galaxy fan. I think I've done it. Brilliant. So, um, what technology have you found the most useful during the pandemic?
2: gonna say zoom but that's vaccine.
1: fair, <laughs> that's <Right>? fair. <laughs> so you can't argue with that one um and yep. this one i'm gonna have to uh, if you could work anywhere in the world and i'm gonna caveat this and say apart from calgary um, <laughs> where where would it be
2: oh boy you threw that <laughs> at me um you know i i absolutely loved london when i was there and um the vibrancy in that community is is terrific So I sound biased, but yeah, I think I spent 15 years there and and enjoyed every minute of it. So I I would put London on that that place.
1: We'll definitely take that one. Given the weather here right now, I think I'd vote for Hawaii or something, (laughs) but... (laughs) Each to their own. Um, right. Brilliant. Um, and then finally, um, what's um, a startup you're loving at the moment and why?
2: Um, I think one of the local ones here that just missed out on an X Prize was uh, carbon upcycling. So it's, mm. a, it's a small group that's figured out a methodology to put in uh, additives into cement and concrete that reduces the uh, GHG levels by about 40%. I mean, they've, they've done some masterful stuff, on the clean technology side. And they're a little dynamic group that's found a niche technology and, and they're going gangbusters. So that's that's one of my favorites at the moment.
1: Fantastic. Um, no, I've, we've got to check that one out. And I guess we'll, we'll give links below in the description of the podcast of any, any sort of startups oh, okay. and references that we've referenced so that people listening now can um, go and check it out themselves. Um, but before we go, um, I guess we'd sort of want you to, if you can, summarize the kind of three key points that you'd want to get across to our founders, um, both about Calgary, but I think also about that that general theme we're talking about about you know deciding where to locate your startup, deciding where to take your startup, um, and and yeah that that sort of holistic approach you take to you know choosing where yeah. you want to live your life, I guess.
2: Yeah, well, that's it's a tough to summarize here. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think the you know our comments about ecosystem is critical, and that's what the subject matter is here, and the ecosystem is beyond the infrastructure and the talent pool. I I think starting with a community of of people that keep you positive, um, that provide the support you need when you're starting off. Um, It doesn't matter whether you're in Oldham or Bradford or wherever you are, that is a key part of any opportunity to start a company, right? You need need people to believe in what you're doing. Um, And then, you know, as you emerge from that initial embryonic idea and you look towards uh, moving forward as a larger startup and you start, you know, edging towards uh, ecosystems where there's talent and all those things. I mean, the world is your oyster and you can pick a lot of ecosystems. And and, and what I would suggest, and having spent that much time in the UK, um, there, there's always this attraction to the U.S., undoubtedly, and it's it's a big magnet for everybody. But I, I think you, if you're doing your due diligence as a business person, you have to consider a Canadian city. Um, and there is more than just Calgary out there. Um, from coast to coast, there's lots of great stuff that goes on as there is across North America. But if you're really you know, taking a serious look at North America as a market or as a, as a location to set up a, a research facility, whatever it is, you'd be wise to pick a, a, at least one Canadian location as part of that. And I think you'll find the commonality between what we have here in the UK um, would be much to their liking. And mm. yeah. And, and and as far as that, Calgary is obviously in that equation. We absolutely would welcome you here <laughs> anytime, including you, Charlie, come over for the Calgary Stampede or whatever you want to do. Please do. Yeah, <laughs> no, I've actually
1: never I've never been to Canada at all, which is um, definitely oh. on my bucket list. Uh, all my okay. travel bucket list is just growing and growing the the longer that w- we can't travel for um no that was that was brilliant thank you and i think it's a really good reminder to all our founder listeners more generally um it's and and we should all be used to this as entrepreneurs right this idea of not just doing what everyone else has done before not just going to the immediate location the immediate place that springs to mind you know as innovators in particular and it's it's the irony i think of the startup world that we have um, so many people end up doing things the same way, doing the same thing. And that's how we end up having a lot of the same ideas coming out. Um, people people looking the same in the startup world and, and actually, you know, thinking for yourself rather than just going, right, this is where X is. This is where, you know, Facebook started. This is where this started. Actually looking at um doing a bit of research like you would do any of your market research with any of, you know, your customer relationships, anything like that. Do the same amount of research when it comes to thinking about, where you're going to go and where you want to base yourself. Um, because there's a whole world of amazing ecosystems out there that we I think we often do overlook.
2: Yeah, absolutely couldn't agree with you more, Charlie. And if there was a way to actually have that library, a living library of places you could go and put, you know, pick a Calgary book off the shelf for another location in the world and do it quickly, that would be wonderful. But in the meantime, you have to get on a plane, hopefully one day soon. And, and explore and um we're we're always receptive here to to welcome any entrepreneurs or any companies that are scaling up and introduce you to our ecosystem.
1: Brilliant and we'll link it below but could you just share with us um if, if you've got any founders who are listening right now who are interested in sort of starting that process or having an exploratory conversation as well as potentially some more established founders who might be looking to scale um where's the first port of call where should they go what that should they do um what would be your recommendation in terms of uh what what i guess the virtual library yeah. that is the internet
2: yeah, <laughs> absolutely it, it, our website is, is very good calgaryeconomicdevelopment.com is very good and it and it it sets you up to go into startup calgary which is an entity we spun off to another group called platform calgary um there is a, a big ecosystem and believe me any if you want to pick up the chat bot or give us a call we're more than happy to direct people uh, to what their what their, their quest is and, and hopefully guide them along the way. But as far as resources, you can start with our website and uh, it is well-library to give you connections on or you can pick up the phone and we can have one of these conversations, Charlie.
1: Brilliant. Love it, love it. And um, anyone anyone listening, just a reminder as well that we'll be sharing a lot about Calgary in the upcoming weeks. We've got some social media campaigns. We've got some fantastic reports. And infographics coming out so if you're following um london tech week on social media you should also be able to sort of click through see some of that we've also got an event that we're going to be putting on with calgary um later in the next couple of months so do keep your eyes peeled from um for that um and that will be some more opportunities to workshop some of these ideas um and really think of it in relation to you personally um and your own startup journey um so thanks everyone for listening and a huge thank you to um patrick and the whole Calgary team for coming on um, and sharing a little bit about what um sounds like a little a little piece of luxury somewhere that I need to go and discover.
0: <laughs> a little gem.
1: Uh, I say little, quite a huge gem that we, we need to talk about a bit more.
2: <laughs> we'll call it we'll call it a mid sized gem.
1: <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs>
2: thank thank or you think. for taking the time. We very, very much appreciate it.
0: That's it for this week's episode of Elevating Founders. If you have any questions or comments, head over to our social channels linked in the show notes to join the conversation or email us at elevatingfounders If you enjoyed this episode, we would really appreciate it if you could rate and subscribe to our podcast. See you next time.